Good morning and welcome to another Church on the Sofa. It's great to have you with us, especially if this is your first time. You are more than welcome. It's great to have you join us. In just a few moments, uh, Pete Subitsky will be taking us through the next part of the book of Hebrews in our Jesus is All series. Um, but first of all, I just want to introduce our very, very final Take a Step video. The initiative has been going on for two months now. This is video number nine. The, the initiative has officially finished, but we've got one more video where my friend Rhonda from Cornerstone Church in Medway, she's going to introduce what's been happening across the churches during the past couple of months. She's going to be sharing some wonderful stories of what God's been up to as people have had a go at all the different things we've been introducing and helping folk with in order to be more bold in our witness for Jesus. So uh, I'm going to let Rhonda have her moment. Uh, Rhonda, over to you, mate. Hi, everyone. Rhonda here. What an amazing adventure we have been on as a family of churches as we've walked through the Take a Step initiative together. We've had individuals taking up the challenge, families, whole churches who have been running it through their small groups. We've had some churches even use it on a Sunday morning and broadcast it through their Sunday service. How wonderful is that? We've heard some amazing stories along the way of people who have offered prayer to their friends, their neighbours, their work colleagues, and even people in the local community, which is wonderful. I heard a story about one lady who's undergoing chemotherapy in her local hospital. And whilst she was there, she offered to pray for one of the men there. I mean, can you believe that? That she would have the headspace to think to offer prayer? How incredible is that? And he was deeply moved by that. She also had an opportunity to share her testimony and the gospel with another man on the same day. Isn't that wonderful? Or what about the guy, the young guy who prayed for a stranger on the street recently? He just got speaking to, to this, this older man and this older man was saying to him that he'd just been beaten up the night before by some young people and he was in a lot of pain in his shoulder and this young guy offered to pray for him. Isn't that brilliant? There have been stories of people feeling confident about sharing their testimony. The six-word task really helped them find a concise and brief yet very powerful way of being able to share their testimony. So that's really helped quite a few people. One lady also shared about how she had struggled to feel secure about the promise that God would complete the work that he began in her. And so on the session around our identity being the foundation for our witness, um, she was deeply blessed and, and, and really got a breakthrough. For her, she now can confidently say that I fully believe that he who began a good work in me will bring it to completion. So there's been some wonderful stories that we've heard so far. And I want to encourage you, please let us know what God's been up to. Go to the Relational Mission uh, website, go to the Take a Step initiative and click the link that says share my story. We want to hear these stories of all the wonderful things God is doing in our midst. There has been this wonderful equipping of the saints to be a witness for Jesus that's happened with these incredible tools and resources that we've touched on over the weeks through the Take a Step initiative. And what we're going to find is that there will be many opportunities that will be coming over the weeks and months that we can 
share what we've learned. So we want to encourage you, please share those stories. We want to hear about the marvellous doings of God. If you haven't had a chance to walk through the Take a Step course, then we want to encourage you to go for it as an individual, as a family, or even as a church. We want to encourage you. you know, it's not too late to take it up now or to take it up in the future. In fact, we've got some churches who are planning to do it, the Take a Step initiative, in October and November, and others who are planning it and booking it into their programs now in advance. We have this resource that's available that can be used again and again and again in any context. So I want to encourage you to continue to tap into that resource because the adventure continues. Bless you guys. Take care. See ya. How exciting is that? All the things that God has been up to already in the past couple of months, just because the videos have stopped coming out doesn't mean the initiative is over. It's those videos and those transcripts, as Rhonda said, are still available on the website. Go to relationalmission.org slash take a step. Go and have a look. It's all there, ready, available for you to use yourself. Uh, maybe work for it as you, with your small group or maybe in pairs or as a family. Have a go. Enjoy. Make the most of it. It's always going to be there. Um, to help us uh, grow in boldness and confidence as we point people to Jesus. Now it's time for Pete to bring us uh, this morning's message. Um, he's going to be speaking on the subject of true rest. And if you recall in um, Hebrews chapter 1, right at the beginning, when we first started this series, the first two verses, the very first chapter says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. It's all about Jesus, the son of God. And whatever we're looking for, the solution will always be Jesus. It's like the Sunday school uh, answer that the children give. What did you learn about in Sunday school today? Jesus. In some ways, that's right. <laughs> Everything points to Jesus and every true solution is found in Jesus. And that's what we're going to discover again today. So let me just pray and then I'll be handing over to Pete. Uh, Jesus, we celebrate you as the be-all and end-all, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and the God of all gods. You are the one we can look to for any issue of brokenness in our lives, issue of sin and, uh, and so the subject of eternity. Everything is wrapped up in you. And Lord, we look to you this morning. You are all. Jesus is all. We want to celebrate that this morning. So help us as we hear from Pete and we dive into this, what can be uh, consumingly feel impenetrable book uh, Hebrews can seem quite difficult at times to discover actually the more we unearth we discover it, it simply is all about you and you are the answer to everything we need in this life and beyond so Jesus we look to you help us to do so by Holy Spirit we pray in Jesus name Amen. Over to Pete. Good morning Beacon Church. I'm going to be speaking today on the title Jesus Gives Us True Rest. First, I'm going to let Vanessa read from Hebrews 3, verse 7 to 4, verse 11. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for forty years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, they have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. 
but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell within the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they are unable to enter because of unbelief. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us, just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage he said, They shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he appoints a certain day, today, saying through David so long afterwards in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Today we're going to consider how Jesus gives us true rest. We'll look at three main points based on the passage we just heard. One, we need a Sabbath day. Two, rest is more than a day. And three, we can find rest in Jesus today. Firstly, we need a Sabbath day. We live in a restless world. In the age of electricity, we've become detached from natural rhythms of waking and sleeping, working and rest, withdrawal and engagement. Because of electric lighting, we can go to bed as late as we want, so our sleep patterns are terrible. Um, because technology has sped up our ability to communicate, people expect to be, get, be able to get hold of us all the time and anywhere. Because we can work anywhere, we find it hard to get a boundary between work and home. And even when we do try to disconnect from external demands on our time, we so often do so by plugging into a constant stream of entertainment that captures our attention with its light, sound and notifications. Have you noticed how everything seems to be getting quicker? If you don't want to wait to see the episode of the show that you're into, you can just binge watch on Netflix. If you think a whole episode or a whole series is too long, you can watch a YouTube video. Or if you find YouTube too time consuming and slow moving, you can watch four TikTok videos in a minute. Everything is designed to keep us plugged in and stimulated. As Abraham Joshua Heschel writes, we've fallen victim to the work of our hands. It is as if the forces we had conquered have conquered us. Perhaps worst of all though, we find that even when we do find a way to unplug, the noise continues within us. Anxious thoughts rumble on our minds, so we quickly plug back into all the busyness to drown them out. Studies show that many people can't stand to be alone with their thoughts in a room, even for a few minutes. In one famous study, a significant number of people actually chose to give themselves painful electric shocks that they previously would have paid to avoid, rather than just sit still. 
In case we think this is just a modern problem, Blaise Pascal wrote in the 1600s that all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. The restlessness is not just out there in the world, it is in us. We desperately need a Sabbath rest. What is the Sabbath though? The Sabbath, or Shabbat, is one of the most important elements of Judaism. The seventh day of the week is a day of rest on which no work may be done. However, it's very unlike the modern secular day off. Getting ready for the Sabbath involves extensive preparation each week. The people were prepared to receive the day similarly to how a bride might prepare to receive her husband on her wedding day. All work is done beforehand. Like on a wedding day, set rituals are followed and anything that might take away the joy of the day is not allowed to enter. Anxieties, cares, strain and sadness are put inside, put aside in favour of joy, gladness and rest. This isn't just an opportunity for a bit of rest and relaxation. It's a day for the soul to enter into its creator's rest. The Sabbath day has its origins in the creation account in Genesis. The writer of Hebrews quotes Genesis 2 verse 2 when he says that after creating everything, God rested on the seventh day from all his works. The next verse in Genesis reads, then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Again, Abraham Joshua Heschel points out that this seventh day, the Sabbath day, is the first thing in the Bible that's to be referred to as holy. He describes the Sabbath as being like a cathedral in time. Where other religions have holy spaces, Judaism has a holy day. In the Genesis account, the first six days are bookended with the phrase, and there was evening and there was morning. However, this phrase is not included for the Sabbath day. There's a sense in which God's rest continues even to this day. When God gave Israel the law through Moses after their escape from Egypt, the fourth commandment was to observe the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days shall you labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work. Notice that the seventh day is a Sabbath, whether the people respect it or not, and they are to keep it holy. The seventh day is holy and it belongs to God. It is a Sabbath to the Lord. It is the day on which God rested from his work in, of creating the world and on which he invites his people to enter into his rest with him. In the Sabbath, God invites mankind to join him in his own holy rest. This implies much more than just a day off work. It suggests rest in the presence of God. We need this rest. We need a time when anxieties and sadness are not allowed to enter and we experience joy and repose in the presence of our creator. As St Augustine wrote in his Confessions, you have made us and drawn us to yourself and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Days off filled with amusements and busyness will not bring us rest ultimately. We need a Sabbath day. However, my second point was that rest is more than a day. We need more than just a day. We need lasting peace and joy in God's presence. The writer of Hebrews quotes Psalm 95 to show how the generation of Israelites that God brought out of Egypt ultimately failed to enter God's rest, even though they had the Sabbath day in the law. What is he getting at there? When God's people were wandering in the wilderness, he promised to give them rest from their enemies by leading them into a new land. This would be a land filled with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. 
just as Adam and Eve, the first humans, were created and placed in a garden that they had not built, Israel would inherit a land that they hadn't cultivated. It would be a place where they would have rest from their enemies and dwell in safety. The generation that left Egypt did not enter the promised land. The writer of Hebrews quotes Psalm 95, which warns strongly against being like that generation. He seems to say that they were unable to enter both because of unbelief and because of disobedience. It seems like a contradiction. For example, in verse 18, he says, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? Then immediately in verse 19, he says, So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. In our understanding of faith, this might seem contradictory. We often see faith and obedience as two distinct categories. However, the author of Hebrews sees a logical connection between them. Speaking about this passage, Bible teacher Tim Mackey quotes a friend of his who says that faith is manifested in faithfulness. If you want to know what you believe, don't look at what you think you believe or what you say believe. Look at how you behave. Does your life testify to faith in Jesus? True faith leads to a soft heart that is obedient to the voice of God. The generation after Moses' generation did inherit the land through Moses' successor, Joshua. Joshua 21 says that the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to their fathers, and they took possession of it and they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. At this point, it looks like the story is done. However, the author of Hebrews uses Psalm 95, written hundreds of years after Joshua, to show that Joshua did not give the people lasting rest. Notice that the author of Hebrews says, if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. The Sabbath day in the law and the rest experienced by Joshua's generation in the promised land are incomplete. They point to something greater that is still available now. So my third point is that we can find rest in Jesus today. You see, deep down, the reason we're all restless is that we are harassed by our great enemies, sin and death. Just as Israel was harassed by their enemies in the wilderness and could not rest until they were settled in a land and their enemies were gone. We cannot rest because these, uh, these great enemies of sin and death hang over us. Many of us will be, do anything to avoid being left in alone, alone with our own uh, mortality and troubled consciences. We might not pay conscious attention to it, but in, in us something knows that we stand naked in the sight of God in all our brokenness. So we try to clothe ourselves with the fig leaves of productivity, status and success. But it won't work. We need someone greater than Joshua to deliver us from both sin and death. The good news is that Jesus is the greater Joshua who brings his people into lasting rest. In his earthly ministry, he told the people who he was ministering to, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He defeated our great enemies of sin and death by dying in our place for our sins and rising again on the third day. Just as God completed the work of creation, Jesus has completed the work of salvation so that we can now enter into his rest and enjoy the fruits of his labour. He offers rest to all who would come, in, come to him through faith. Are you weighed down by guilt? 
Come to Jesus and receive forgiveness. Do you fear death? Come to Jesus and share in his victory over the grave. Are you exhausted from trying to prove yourself? Come to Jesus and receive the affirmation of your creator. Are you tired of trying to cleanse the stain of sin on your conscience? Come to Jesus and be washed by his blood. Are you weary of trying to live as though you were in charge of your own life? Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in heart and you will find rest for your soul. The way that we enter this rest is by faith in Jesus. The author of Hebrews says, we who have believed enter that rest. The time that God has appointed for us to enter his rest is today. He says three times, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. We do not have tomorrow, we only have today. We don't know whether we will have the opportunity to respond to God again in the future, but we know that he's graciously given us this moment in which to respond. We need to fight the temptation to harden our heart to the voice of God. The greatest danger to your lasting rest is not your children, it's not your work, it's not your boss, it's not your health, it's not anything else in your life. It's that you would harden your heart to the voice of God when he speaks to you. The original recipients of Hebrews may have been in danger of hardening their heart to the gospel in order to go back to their previous way of life in Judaism and so avoid persecution from those around them. But for us it might be something different. The world calls us with a life that is comfortable and it offers us a fleeting false rest in entertainment, comforts, popularity, wealth, you name it. However, the writer of Hebrews makes it clear that away from Jesus, there is no lasting rest to be found. Rejecting Jesus' rest ultimately leads to eternal restlessness. Perhaps you're wrestling with a hard heart. You want to respond in faith, but there's something holding you back. If so, you're in good company. Saint Augustine, before his conversion, experienced a similar struggle. He believed in God but felt worldly pleasures pulling him back. In the end he sat down in a garden and cried out to God for to help him and God did. If that is you, call out to God and ask him to soften your heart. Even to want to want to do the right thing is a gift. To finish, how can we apply this practically? Here are my suggestions. Firstly, pursue whatever will build and preserve faith in your life. Reading and hearing the word of God, meeting with other Christians, praying and obeying God's commands. Value faith above material wealth. Secondly, set, set aside time to sit quietly before God and let him examine you. This is a discipline I rarely do, if I'm honest, and I need to learn. We can pray the words of Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And finally, observe a Sabbath day each week. In Christ, we're free from the requirement to, f to keep the Mosaic Sabbath under the law. But there's a non-legalistic way to keep a day of rest. Remember that the Sabbath was from the beginning of creation before the law and that Jesus said that the Sabbath was made for man. God gave us the Sabbath for our good. In Christ, keeping a Sabbath can become a powerful declaration of our faith. It's a day of freedom from striving, a day when we recognise that we're neither the creator nor the saviour of the world, even of our little worlds and the people around us. 
It's a day when we can rest in God's finished work of creation and Christ's finished work of redemption on our behalves. A day when we can celebrate our freedom from slavery to sin, death and the restlessness of the present age. And a day when we can look forward to experiencing the fullness of Christ's rest when he returns to make all things new. Wow, what juicy truth to contend with indeed. As Pete has pointed out to us, we, we do, as we all are very aware, we all need a Sabbath, but a day is not enough. Uh, true rest is found in Jesus. Whenever we're feeling guilty, fearful, weary and so on, we can look to him and find our true rest. Uh, let's worship him because he's worthy and deserves such. We can do that through action and through uh, singing in a moment. When it comes to action, maybe there's choices we need to make. Just go back over the last few minutes of Pete's uh, message to us where he breaks it down into um, practical applications, things we can do. Uh, we do need to take time out, not just to stop working, but to, to, to rest in his presence and spend time with him. What action do you, what action do, do I need to take to make that happen? Turning phones off, stepping away from the busyness of life, creating space to enjoy and know his presence. What do we need to do? What action do we need to take? And also right now, we can worship him through song as well, whether it's together, uh, if you're in the Zoom call, for example, or um, just at home through YouTube. There'll be two links uh, underneath the video for you to um, worship him through song, enjoy his presence right now. Let's just take some time out just to enjoy him, to celebrate him for all he is. Let's find our true rest in him. If you've got any questions, any questions at all, uh, an email address is going to come up in just a moment. Please do get in touch and may we all find our true rest in Jesus and may we all, by Holy Spirit's help, have the boldness to take action to help that happen. Be blessed and have a great week.